Hello, all our listeners in Radio Entrepreneur Land. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Davis, and welcome back. We continue to stream everyday stories of entrepreneurship, leadership, and how people are adapting to the economy. We try to get you that information as it's happening in real time. Our next guest is Darcy Flanders, founder and chief brand strategist of Baseline Group, New York. That says NY, which I assume I'm supposed to say New York. Welcome, Darcy. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Baseline? Uh, Baseline Group New York is a full service creative agency. We do branding. So we help companies with their logos, taglines, visual identity, and then how they create a visual brand for all of the materials that they would use to sell their products or services. We've been in business for 24 years. I founded it in 1997. And um, We've, we've ridden through a whole lot of ups and downs over the past 24 years and are pretty happy to still be standing and succeeding. Well, is there a particular uh, type of client that you deal with? So that's an interesting question because prior to the crash of 08, which was one of those little bumps in the road, we solely served the financial services industry. So we worked with clients like Citibank, Goldman Sachs Asset Management, American Express, hedge funds, private equity firms, et cetera. And even though we thought we were diversified because we had lots of different types of financial clients, um, 08 came along and the entire industry kind of tanked and it was tough for us because as diversified as we thought we were, we really weren't diversified. So we had a tough time. And um, you know, after, since 08, we've become truly diversified. Um, so we do serve pretty much any industry, um, but it took a while to get known once we got out of financial services. And what types of businesses do you, uh, did you broaden yourself out to? Because I think that is a specialty you know, uh, in brand management to sort of get into uh, financial services, but that's not a product. So I'm right. wondering- Well, I'm that's wondering exactly what, I, that's what saved us is that our product never changed. Our product is to deliver creative excellence and to establish brands for companies based on who they are, who they're trying to target and, you know, what is the appropriate message story and visual system for that business to attract that target audience. So that didn't change for us. But because we were in this sort of slim niche, um, everyone in financial services knew us because it's a very pass along your vendor type of industry. And it was easy to get work because people referred us like crazy. Uh, but once we stepped out into other industries, uh, we had to make a name for ourselves all over again, in essence. So the first client we got outside of financial services was Rutgers Business School. Uh, a friend referred me in and we rebranded the business school. So we got some education experience. Uh, since then, we've gotten more of that type of work in education. And then we've done work in health and wellness. We've done work in construction, insurance. Um, pretty much we, we really are industry agnostic now. We can really serve anybody, um, but it's a tougher sell, I will tell you, you know, because when you have a specialty, it's so easy to be narrow and just say we are a branding firm that serves this particular industry. And now we really are in a pool with many other creative agencies. As you know, New York has no shortage of them. And so it's really about us. It's about our work and it's about how we connect with people and the quality of the work they receive from us. Well, you know, I have uh, 
a long, long time ago on a far off land, I worked for two New York agencies, mm -hmm. Madison Avenue agencies. Uh, so I'm wondering about your background. How did you sort of grow up in the world of marketing? Yeah, so I went to college for graphic design, minored in photography. It's always been my love and um, my passion to just be visual. I'm like a, a visual interpreter and anything I see or hear, I remember and see visually. I can't read a map, but I can remember locations that I've driven past. So that was always in me. And when I graduated from college, I had a lot of smaller jobs uh, for little uh, boutique design firms. Um, and then I worked for Edelman for 12 years. And I kind of um, rose in the ranks to be a vice president level and was handling a lot of big accounts such as City Alternative Investments and the Hospital for Special Surgery. And I just found that I wanted more direct contact with the client. I didn't wanna be in the middle. I wanted to be the face that spoke with the client. Um, so hence my desire to jump out and start on my own. But my experience came from 12 years of working my way up in the, in the world of agency creative. And did you always know that you were going to start your own firm? And, you know, if you did or didn't, what was the moment that you sort of knew that that was going to happen and it was the right thing to do? Come on, I'm supposed to be candid and honest here. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So I have a little bit of um, a stubborn nature and a quite a bit of um, devil make care attitude sometimes. And I worked under a leader who was not particularly collaborative about my needs. And so after 12 years of service, I went into an annual review knowing that I was about to get married and wanted to start a family and basically asked for just the tiniest bit of flexibility in my schedule, should I be a mom? And I was told literally in these words that I could not ever expect to have that because that was what I provided for her. So upon hearing those words, I kind of said, done. And I didn't really have a super, intact plan to start a business you know it kind of, i knew it was something i might want to do at some point but that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back and i jumped ship i packed up all the stuff in my office and left a resignation note in the inbox and had a little brief conversation and went and moved to a, a sublet space with a printer and that was the beginning of baseline well, I don't think that's unusual. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to tell you my stories, but I have similar stories. I think that's why they made the TV show Mad Men, because, yes. because it was an industry characterized by these very obsessed, narcissistic, self-centered kind of people who, yes. uh, you know, who, uh, who were also very insecure, who needed to do stuff. So I never had a boss that I thought was a good boss. Mm -hmm. uh, are a good leader. I thought they were talented, right? Uh, but they didn't have a perspective on things and they didn't know how to work with people. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, you said it, not me. So that's great. But, uh, you well, know, it's true. I mean, that kind of behavior will burn people up. It just eats you up because you're, you're not being appreciated for all the work you're putting in. You're working 60, 80 hours a week for someone else. And, you know, maybe you're making more money, but for me, that wasn't the important thing. I mean, I didn't realize how much harder it was going to be to get back to that salary, right? That's something you should think about before you jump ship. But, you know, my, it was my pride and the drive to, to, I knew I could do it and I just couldn't do it that way anymore. So I'm gonna be a little controversial. I'll stick my foot in my mouth again. Do it. Because you were being tactful. 
you know, coming out of brand management with two Madison Avenue agencies, I sort of see, you know, four or five markets in North America as being the A markets for marketing, New York mm -hmm. being an A market. And, you know, Boston not necessarily being considered to be an A market for marketing. It's an A market for med medical research and education and things like that, you know, technology. Uh, but you don't see a lot of New York firms doing a lot of business in Boston. I don't know if you're doing business in Boston. Can you explain that? Do you have any sense of why that's happening? I don't know why that specific thing is happening, but I do know that Baseline does do business pretty much anywhere across the United States. Cause for us, it's more about the fit of the client and we've been digital. Like it, it, this wasn't a problem for us cause we've been remote and digital since 9-11 because we had to be. So, you know, that's another one of those little bumps in the road we hit, but nine, our office was right down there. So it was closed for a while. And it was kind of before the time of we we're gonna work remotely. So we had to figure that out. We had to figure out how to network ourselves and how to get remote not because we were super planners, but because we had to keep working. So um, now that we are remote, I feel like we can work with anyone anywhere. And I don't really know why New York and Boston. I just think, I just think marketing tends to be very regionalized. You know, it's, uh, you know, there are a lot of industries like that, like architecture and engineer to, can be that, that way too. But, you know, I, I assume that a lot of agencies that in New York don't do business in Philadelphia, they're Philadelphia agencies. And that's you can't get closer than Philadelphia and New York. So, but I'm going to ask you a question. I'd like to invite you back if you want to do this. Maybe you could come back, put a campaign on your screen and explain how you sort of logically came to the conclusion that that was a marketing solution and why and sort of explain that execution. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to do that. And just to, to clarify, there's a little bit of a difference between what I do and marketing. So to your point, marketing is a little more regionalized because to really market a company, you have to know all the outlets in the area where you might place the person's ads, et cetera. Whereas branding is broader because it's the company's visual brand. And once you establish it, then it doesn't, you know, the, the establishing of the brand isn't necessarily as regional, but once when you start to market it, yes, I do think that it is a little harder to take that marketing piece outside of a region because people feel like you might not have the expertise understanding the channels that are available in that region. So my piece of the pie, we do marketing for people, but through strategic alliances, my piece of the pie is really that visual brand. And I do have to sell a little harder out of state, but in my opinion, a visual brand is a visual brand. doesn't matter where you are. What is your story? You know, what's the appropriate look and feel for you to reach your target audience? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where your firm that you use to create that is because it's our job to learn what you do, who you do it for, and you know, what is the right way to represent you visually. So uh, Dar Darcy, if someone were looking for you and baseline group, how would they find you? They could uh, reach me via email, which is Darcy, D-A-R-C-Y at baseline group ny.com. They could check out our website, which is baselinegroupny.com, or they can call me on my cell phone, 914-310-1950. That is now my office number, <laughs> pretty much. Great. And my name is Jeffrey Davis, Radio Entrepreneur's host and also chairman and CEO of Mage LLC, management consulting firm here in the Boston area working with entrepreneurs and leaders, family businesses since 1985. <sighs>
So wow. uh, I want to take a break and uh, we'll be back with more stories after this short message. <laughs> 